Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Betty Lynn Fisher. I'm the consumer columnist and medical reporter with the Akron Beacon Journal. And this month's Healthy Actions column, we're going to be talking about common causes of back pain. And today we are joined by Dr. Rajiv Taliwal, an orthopedic spine surgeon with the Crystal Clinic. Dr. Taliwal, thank you so much for joining us today. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself so we can get to some questions and, and uh, help people figure out some potential problems? Thanks for uh, having me on this morning, Betty. So, uh, my name is uh, Rajiv Taliwal. I'm with the Crystal Clinic Orthopedic Center here uh, based in Akron. And uh, I've been in practice uh, for about 21 years now. I uh, grew up on the East Coast. We moved to Ohio. It's a great place to live. And, uh, you know, here, here we are. Okay, great. Well, let's just dive in. So, you know, you, you often hear our people just complain, you know, oh, my aching back, <laughs> or, you know, my back just hurts. Can you, can you talk to me about some common causes of back pain? Absolutely. So, you know, musculoskeletal and especially back pain is one of the most common reasons why people go to see a doctor. And back pain can happen uh, at almost any age. More often than not, it's usually uh, a muscular issue. I did too much. I bent over. I picked up something. And the vast majority of folks that have back issues usually will resolve over time on their own. Um, but, you know, occasionally things don't get better and that's when it's time to get extra help. Could they also be uh, things happen? You were saying so. Sometimes it could be something that's um, a point in time. You were you were exercising and you lifted something weird and you you know you strained something versus something that's more chronic or um, or an injury that could result in needing something something more. Right. I mean, there's always the obvious. I fell. I hurt myself. I was in an accident. Um, a lot of times when folks come in to see us, there it's hard for them to pinpoint when the problem started sort of a gradual indolent thing. And then they just say, hey, it's time to get it looked at. Um, so it can start off very slow. You know, most of the time folks will try to take care of it on their own at home, which is what we encourage, you know, things like anti-inflammatory medications, over-the-counter things. Um, sometimes a brief period of rest. We don't recommend ba uh, bed rest for any length of time. And then some basic stretches and exercises. And usually those things will resolve. If they don't, that's when we usually recommend that they have it taken out, uh, checked out a little bit further. Okay. Um, is there anything, you know, like heat or cold, like in terms of things at home, heating pad or or ice? Is there a difference between, you know, when you might when you might want to use something like that? <laughs> so it's March and it's about 15 degrees outside, so it's very hard to convince people to use ice. But uh, <laughs> in general, for acute inflammation, you know, post-surgical type things, we recommend ice, which reduces swelling and reduces pain. Uh, if it's more muscular, uh, sort of a dull ache, sometimes moist heat, such as a hot bath, a hot shower, uh, a heating pad can be effective. Oftentimes, it's sort of trial and error. We tell folks to to use what feels best. Um, but you know, again, ice is not very popular in March. Yeah, right. And what are some some potential? I mean, I know there's probably so many different potential um, problems of back pain. Can you maybe talk about just some more common ones? Um, I think you mentioned stenosis when we were um, exchanging some emails, but can you maybe mention some common ones and that that you might see or our doctors might see? 
Sure, absolutely. So, you know, one of the more common ones that we see uh, is our spinal discs are basically cushion pads and all uh, discs will wear down over time. We try to tell folks it's sort of like the treads on your tires. As they wear down, there's some degeneration and wear and tear. Now, sometimes you can get an acute rupture of a disc and that's sort of like a flat tire where you're going along and all of a sudden you have a sudden rupture. And that's the person that will have sudden acute onset pain. And if that disc is pinching a nerve, typically that can give you shooting symptoms, sciatic pain going down into the legs with numbness, tingling, weakness, things of that nature. More often, just like the treads on your tires, it's a more gradual process. So a lot of times folks will come in and they say, I've had problems for six months, a year or longer, where my legs feel tired and achy and numb and tingly, and I have trouble standing, I have trouble walking. And that's really a, a picture of spinal stenosis where our spinal canal slowly closes off degeneratively over time. And so what's your general advice of, you know, when somebody has an issue, you know, I mean, I, I remember, you know, a year ago, you know, I had an issue and I mean, I couldn't stand it after about two days, I called the doctor, right? I mean, it's not, it's, in some cases, it's not something where you're like, oh, I'm going to wait and just, you know, ride it out. Um, you know, who should you call first? Should you call the primary care physician or, you know, um, I'm a, or, you know, when do you go to a specialist? Um, well, you know, I mean, so you should reach out to whoever you can reach out to, of course. And usually your primary care doctor is someone you know, and that's usually a good resource. They can probably take care of the vast majority of issues and at least get you started in the right direction. Um, we're happy to take care of folks as well. Um, you know, we try to avoid having folks go to emergency rooms and urgent cares unless it's really necessary. Uh, but that's, of course, if it's acute enough, that's always an option as well. Okay. And uh, talk to me a little bit about physical therapy. So my doctor, when he saw me said, you know, let's get you. To the, and actually what he said was, um, you know, it may, it may be okay for you to wait a little bit. I'd rather just get you to physical therapy now. Like, like let's not wait. So, and, and that certainly helped, you know, that certainly helped me. Um, and that's exactly right. You know, so if we are able to maintain core, core, good core strength, posture, flexibility, endurance, these are all things that can reduce some of the stress and the impact of that pain on our back. Um, physical therapists are like coaches. They can show you what to do. They can show you what not to do. And that's actually always a great first step. You know, chiropractic, massage, you know, these are all modalities that can really help with uh, with acute onset pain. And um, so let's talk about once, you know, once somebody comes to see you, um, you know, what are some non-surgical treatments or, you know, what are what are things that they should be expecting? So typically, the first thing we want to do is get a history, um, because as we know, all back pain is not the same. We want to rule out anything really bad, such as a fracture or an infection or, you know, God forbid, some type of a tumor. Um, those things are relatively rare, but, you know, we're always kind of on the alert for those types of situations. The majority of the times we recommend over-the-counter medications. We want to try to avoid uh, heavy narcotics or medications that have an addictive potential. Um, and then mobility, you know, a brief period of rest. Uh, we want to avoid bracing because braces can sometimes make you stiffer and actually make the symptoms worse. Um, but again, early motion, either home directed exercise or physical therapy, you know, massage, chiropractic, things of that nature. In many cases, do, do things for some people resolve? Um, and then in some case, other cases, they may be something that it's chronic that they either are going to just need to learn to live with or that might you know, be leading them down the path to surgery or some some other um, some other treatment. So we usually try to distinguish axial pain, meaning pain that is centered around the core, versus nerve type pain, which is symptoms that travel either down the arms or down the legs. Either way, the majority of times things will start to settle down on on their own. 
the body has a natural tendency to heal itself. Um, just like when you get a cold, you know, your body's defense mechanism kicks in and oftentimes things get better. So we start off with simple conservative things. If they don't get better, uh, then our job really is to, first of all, figure out the source of the pain, um, which, you know, sometimes can be a little challenging. So, you know, we always want to go down the path of diagnostics before we start going deeper into anything more aggressive in terms of treatment. Do you tend to see patients for a period of time and then you may never see them again because the issue is is maybe resolved? Or do you see patients that, um, you know, you have longer term patients that you see chronically or maybe when when there's an episode that comes back, you know, where their where their back is is bothering them? You know, that's a good question. So, you know, in healthcare, we have longitudinal care. So if I'm a primary care doctor, I'm going to follow someone over the course of their life. Uh, and most specialists will take care of uh, episodic uh, care. So uh, if someone has a flare-up of back pain, like we said, a majority of the time it resolves. And so we'll see them once or twice. Oftentimes, you know, we'll see them back after they've had some type of therapy to make sure that they're on the right track. Um, and then there's the folks that have chronic symptoms uh, where you'll have good days, bad days, you know, it'll resolve for a few months or a few years, and then it'll come back. So you sort of have to gauge. And, you know, the folks that tend to have more longstanding symptoms um, are the ones that you then will dig in a little deeper and try to figure out the source. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, with back pain, once you have issues, it can become a long-term thing. Um, and so our job is to try to keep them from that situation. And, um, you know, unfortunately, we don't always have treatments, uh, treatment options. We try to do the best we can. Let's talk about surgery. So in what cases, are, you know, do, do people need surgery? And I think you were saying before we started that, you know, a lot of times they're, they're really, um, it, people don't necessarily need to go towards surgery. There's other, other things that can, um, you know, you can do for them. So when we talk about the spine, you know, we think of your spine as really basically a structural tube. And so if you have compression, if a nerve is pinched, that's going to cause symptoms. So one of the primary goals is to try to relieve nerve pressure. The other thing that we have to remember is that your spine is a central core of your body. And so structurally, if that core is shifting out of position or tilted to the side, then sometimes we have to stabilize and straighten it out. So the general principles really are if a nerve is pinched or stretched and that's causing symptoms, that's going to be an indication for surgery. Or if you have a malalignment where your spine is, is bending or twisting in a position it shouldn't be, uh, that's an indication to straighten that out and, and to stabilize the spine. Okay, great. Is there anything that we haven't touched on having to do with back pain that you wanted to make sure that we talk about? Yeah, I would probably tell you that you're not alone. Um, it's very common. And a lot of the symptoms that we talk about uh, are probably uh, shared by your family and your friends. Um, so after a certain age, we're all going to have some issues with our back, uh, but there are a lot of treatment options. And the biggest message I would tell you is um, just because you're seeing a surgeon doesn't mean you're necessarily going to go down the path of surgery. Um, but even if you do need surgery, we've come a long way. So I know that, that there's a lot of fear out there about back surgery. Um, you know, someone may have remembered that they had a family member that had surgery back, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago. Um, and things have come a long way in terms of uh, the recovery process. Um, you know, how quickly we get people uh, through the, the surgery, you know, they're up on their feet fairly quickly, back to work fairly quickly. And long term, for the most part, once they're healed, we really try to limit any long term restrictions, even if they do require surgery. Great. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Tallywell. I really appreciate you taking the time today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. 
Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.